This is episode 81 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. Maturity has been defined as the balance between courage and consideration. You know, it takes both courage and consideration to truly implement habit number four, think win-win. As we continue our discussion from the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, we're going to dig in to habit four, think win-win. And I'm going to share with you some stories from my practice of how I helped my clients, my students use this very skill to resolve conflicts. Conflict resolution is so important in our families and think win-win is the one habit that we can use that can help our children resolve conflicts, help our families have peace, and help our children move into their future when they become adults with a balanced attitude about how to deal with the people around them. So we're going to get into this episode right now. Welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm your host, Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. I know that raising kids is quite the journey and doesn't always turn out as we planned. Here, we talk about the solution-focused approach. We learn how to celebrate when things are going well and how to deal with the many challenges that families face. Don't forget to hit subscribe, download, follow, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you right here each and every week. Listening to this podcast will help you be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us today so we can talk about this concept of making win-win agreements when we're in conflicts. You know, habit number four, think win-win, is my go-to when I'm having conflict resolution that I need to deal with as a school counselor. Conflict resolution is a part of mm, our everyday life, isn't it? Conflicts are going to come up as long as human beings have relationships. There's going to be times when we don't get along. We don't see eye to eye. We have completely different outlooks based on our worldview, based on our past, based on how we were raised, based on our feelings, our emotions. All of those things come into play when we're trying to resolve conflicts. There's no way that we should expect everyone to look at this world in the exact same way. And it is a sign of immaturity for us to expect people to always look at things exactly the way we look at it, because then we're not rising above to see that other people's opinions, when they differ with us, also matter. It can expand us. Well, when we come into a family, there's usually a hierarchy of power that occurs between the parents and the kids, maybe the older siblings and the younger siblings. And I don't know about you, but sometimes the win-win agreements can seem like such a challenge. It can be so much easier just to fall into a win-lose agreement or a lose-win agreement. Now, what am I talking about? In just a moment, we are going to listen to Dr. Trevor Dietrich talk about what it really means to think win-win. 
And just after that, I'm going to share some practical steps that you can take to help resolve conflicts in your home in a solution-focused manner using the Think Win-Win Agreement. And I'm going to give you all the details about our free resources that I'm giving away this month. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well as on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. I want you guys to have social and emotional learning lessons that you can do with your family. So stay tuned to the end so you can hear all about that. And now let's talk a minute about handball. Are you guys familiar with the game? The game of handball is played in elementary school playgrounds all over the United States of America, and it is serious. You have a big round red bouncing ball and two kids go at it where they just hit the ball next to a wall back and forth until one of them has the ball bounce twice or go out of the court and another kid comes in and they play on and on. So serious. When I'm walking around the playground, there's always the sound of a bouncing ball playing handball. Some kids will run out and try and be the leader of the court. And uh, yeah, it's serious. Well, the other day, I talked to two second graders that were very into handball. We're going to call them Randy and Miguel. But the thing about Randy and Miguel is they had been having some conflict. And Randy had been looking for ways to resolve it. He didn't want to fight. He didn't want the conflict to continue. So one day he came up with a master plan. He had Miguel meet him at the handball court right after school. He had told Miguel that if he wins a game of handball up to 50 points, then Miguel was no longer allowed to bug him and bully him and hassle him. But if he loses the game and Miguel wins up to 50 points, then he can bully him and hassle him as much as he wants for the rest of his life. Yes, Randy made this agreement and he felt great about it because he was confident in his skills with handball and he also was very competitive. So unbeknownst to any staff members, teachers, anybody that uh, could help this uh, maybe stop before it started, away they went. They had made a plan to resolve this conflict and it was going to be resolved over handball. Well, As the game went on, Randy was doing great, but Miguel was right on his tail. And it got up to 50, and Randy came out victorious. And he said, ha, now you can't bully me anymore, and I don't have to worry about you anymore. And Miguel said, no, you cheated. That was not fair. And the fighting began, the yelling, then they began a little brawl. And thank goodness there was friends there to kind of break it up. And off they went to the office. Well, as Randy explained this agreement that he had made and explained why they were up in front of us at this very point needing to resolve this conflict, I had to give him credit. This was a very creative move. He was competitive. He wanted to resolve the conflict, and they were looking for a way to resolve it without fighting. But what was interesting to me is that Miguel agreed to it. So this made me realize that both of them did have a common purpose. They actually wanted to come to some kind of resolution, or at least I chose to believe that in order to help these boys move forward. And I began to ask some solution-focused questions. I began to ask, what if... 
you guys were able to resolve this conflict and both people felt like they were a winner. What would that look like? Well, the boys said we would both be happy if we were both winners, but that's impossible. How would we possibly both be a winner? Well, let's step aside and take a look at the problem deeper. As I did that, I did find out that both of these boys at one point were friends and there was a light at the end of the tunnel where they could put this behind them. They actually kind of secretly wanted to, but they were stuck that they wanted to have this out and have a rematch. They figured if they had a rematch, then everything would be fine. These two boys just could not see that the agreement they had made We're going to leave one person as a loser and one person as the winner. And it would never fully resolve the conflict. Either one person was going to be bullied for the rest of their life, or one person was going to feel like they were forced to stop bullying. Well, that's easy for us to see as an adult, but for them, oh, wow, it was tough to get them to move away from a competition mentality. They wanted to compete. They wanted to see one person come back victorious, and they wanted to resolve it their way. I gave them some time to continue to think through their situation, and I said, well, what is another way that you might be able to solve this conflict? Well, they thought of a relay race, and they thought of um, maybe they could both do jumping jacks. Who can do jumping jacks the longest? Maybe they would jump rope. Oh, they just thought of so many competitions. And then I said, wait a minute. I wonder, just out of curiosity, what's you guys' favorite candy? And they both came up with a candy they liked, and they both started talking about candy. And I said, what if you guys could come up with an agreement where both of you are working towards earning your favorite candy? Well, they stopped, and they looked at each other, and they immediately just saw a spark in their eye, like, could something like that happen? Could we move away from this mentality of competing and actually both work for a common goal that would make both of us happy? Well, because of the switch in their mentality, they began to discuss with each other what they needed. And we used a simple formula for them to talk to each other. I had one student say what they, how they felt when the other student did what they did and talk to him about what he needed. That's a little formula that I use that we're going to talk about more at the end where I have them say, I feel, fill in the blank, when, fill in the blank, and I need. And they state what they need in order to have themselves be freed of this problem. And then the other student got a turn to talk about it. And guess what? Both Randy and Miguel both kind of wanted the same thing. They both wanted to be friends. They both just couldn't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. So we wrote out an agreement that worked for both of them. Miguel would choose to use his words differently and had a few things that he needed to adjust about his behavior. And Randy needed to give him some time where they could play together and he wouldn't just run away. And an agreement was written out. And they were working towards the common goal of getting their favorite chocolate at the end of the month. Well, the parents at that point were so upset that the boys were uh, were fighting and, and they just wanted the other boy to get in trouble. You know the way we do as parents because we hear our kids talking and we hear their side of the story. Well, I asked the parents, can you give them a little bit of time? 
Can you see what happens if they resolve this conflict with this win-win agreement that we've made? Well, it didn't take long. And the parents were saying, I don't know what happened. They're waving at each other. They're laughing together. They're playing together. Their mind was free to be able to look at this problem in a whole new way. You see, young kids, second, even first, they want to be able to resolve conflicts. It's just that deep within us, we have that competitive nature where we feel like one person has to win over the other. But we can help our kids to be able to communicate differently and see two people's point of view and then help guide them towards a resolution to their problems that will cause peace for each of them, where each of them have a peace in winning. So let's listen in on what Dr. Trevor Dietrich has to teach us about the win-win resolution to problems. And then we'll talk again in just a couple of moments. Okay. So the public victory is habits four, five, and six. Habit four, think win-win. This is the, the uh, habit of mutual benefit of, uh, of abundance mentality. Right? Habit five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. This is the habit of empathic listening, right? And then respectfully being understood. And then habit six, synergize. This is the result that we get. So these habits, unlike the first three, which we kind of went one, one by one, these, habit, these habits a little bit go a little bit more hand in hand, right? So let me do all three and we'll talk about what it might look like in a family. So habit four, think win-win. This is an attitude of abundance, there's enough to go around. I don't have to get mine um, so that you don't get yours. That's kind of what it is. This habit can be used in, in uh, conflict resolution, right? Because the, uh, there's, there's differences. You have win-win, but, but you also have then win-lose or lose-win, which would be in one person kind of giving up what they need or want for somebody else, or lose-lose, which is what a compromise is. And that's the difference. A compromise for a long time had this, had a real positive connotation behind it, right? But a compromise truly is a lose-lose. I'll give up a little bit of what I want. You give up a little bit of what you want, and we'll both be okay with it, and we'll move on, okay? That's lose-lose. That's it takes courage and consideration to take the time necessary to find a third alternative, and that's the win-win agreement, right? What is it that what is it that you want? What is it that I want? And how can we come up with it? So parents, when you're, when you're working with your kids, there's going to be win-win agreements. I'm, I'm, I'm not look, looking at little kids. Now. I'm thinking about teenagers. Right. And, and that's a, Oh boy. That's a, as a parent of, um, well, only two teens now, cause one of them's uh, turned 20. Um, but I've been through it and it's, it's been rough uh, to be fair. Um, but these, the idea of a win-win agreement is going to come up often when it comes to kind of the freedom and responsibility that teenagers crave, mm -hmm. uh, but, but we as parents dread in a lot of ways because we don't believe that they're ready to make good choices or, or, or what have you. So how can you come up with a win-win agreement? How can we let the kids kind of get what they need while we're still getting what we need, which is this assurance that our child is going to be safe and they're going to come home at the end of the night? Right. And I don't have an answer. I'm not going to tell you exactly what that's going to look like in each home, but have an open discussion about it with your child. Okay. When you're, when your kid asks you to go, I want to go to this little party uh, and so forth. It's not simply a no. It's like, let's discuss this. Let's see if we can't come up with a win-win agreement. Here's my needs. 
I need to know that there's going to be a parent or adult at that party. I need to be assured that you're not going to be drinking alcohol at that party and that you're going to be home at a particular time. What is it that you need out of that party? You know, the kid might say something along the lines of, I need to be, you know, with my friends and, and, and socially be able to hang out. I need to have some freedom to be out of the house later than I normally would be, you know, whatever their needs are. And you might be able to come up with a win-win agreement. Okay. I'm going to drop you off at the party. I won't go in and embarrass you, but maybe you can get me the parent's phone number ahead of time so that I can call just to assure that they're there. Right. And then, and then I'll pick you up to make sure that even if you, if there was some alcohol there, that you're going to get, get home safely. Right. There's ways to come up with win-win agreements. And that's one caught example. It could be about anything. It could be about the chores that need to be done around the house. Right. I need, as a parent, I need some help and you live here. Don't be a freeloader as a kid. As a kid, I don't want to do any chores. I want to play my Xbox and do other things. Okay, but you, but we need. What are your needs? What are my needs? And let's let's see if we can't come up together. That's a win-win agreement. Thank you, Dr. Trevor Dietrich, for breaking down those examples. And if you guys want to hear the entire episode for all the seven habits uninterrupted, you're going to want to slide down to episode number fourteen. That's where Dr. Trevor Dietrich breaks down the seven habits. And we started back in episode 76 in this series. So if you want to hear the breakdown that I have with the feedback from Dr. Trevor Dietrich, you're going to want to back up to 76, where we talk about leadership. Then we move into the first three foundational habits, leading into understanding what it means in our last episode to completely have our emotional bank account full, moving into this fourth habit. And in the next weeks to come, we're going to be talking about the next few habits, listening, one of my most favorite subjects. But it's important for us to understand about habit number four, that win-win is not simply a technique. It's a total philosophy of human interaction. It's a frame of mind and heart that can constantly and continually seeks after mutual benefit in the interactions that we have with our friends, our family. Win-win is um, cooperative. It's not competitive in its nature. I remember I had two girls come to me recently and they were just so upset over an argument that they had. And come to find out, one of the little girls was not a soccer player, but she was coming over and trying to learn how to play soccer with this other child's friends. And she felt really threatened by it. She felt like that person didn't belong in her circle of influence, that she wanted that all to herself. And it reminded me of how sometimes we don't think that there's room enough for everybody, that there's room enough for everybody to win in situations. And in order for us to help resolve conflicts with a win-win attitude, we need to completely understand the abundance mentality, that there is room for each of us at the table, in our groups, in our interactions with our family. There's room enough for everyone to win because the abundance mentality is not that we have everything we want, but that we're not threatened by other success because we're secure in our own self-worth. We're secure in who we are. We're secure with uh, the places that we're going in life. So it's really uh, essential that we have a strong sense 
of um, being confident about who we are in our families. So we can let our kids know and we can feel within ourselves that life is not a competition, but rather it's a place where we can cooperate and all live together in harmony. That is the true abundance mentality. And I know how hard it can be. I know that each one of us have the competitive spirit. And in some arenas, when we're in, you know, playing sports, that's exactly appropriate. But sometimes we need to step back and really look at how we're acting in our lives and keep ourselves accountable in order to be our best self moving forward. We can't be our best self holding on to bad habits. We need to break those habits and choose to be the type of person that looks for a win-win situation in our confrontations when they come up in order for us to resolve it with peace. So the next time you find yourself helping your family resolve a conflict, or you find that there's a conflict between you and your friend, your spouse, your loved one, try this. Try to add a level of courageousness that you never have before and talk straight and share your ideas and your opinions. And then add a level of consideration to your conversation. Don't interrupt. Acknowledge each person's ideas and then make sure that each of you have a chance to talk. Those are some of the rules that I go through with my clients and my kids before we begin to resolve a conflict. And then we follow the formula that I mentioned. We say, I feel, and we state how we feel, when, and then Without any put downs, state the exact thing that is making him feel that way. And then add, I need. And then clearly state what your needs are in this situation. And then each person listens with an open heart and an open mind. It can make all the difference in the world. So look for situations in this week to come where you can practice win-win resolutions to problems by using this formula and see what difference it makes. I'd love to hear from you when you do. Go to thefocusedmindset.com and I have a page where we can make a connection on the contact page. And make sure that you, when you go there, look for my free SEL lessons. I have an entire month's worth of social and emotional learning lessons that I'm giving you and your family or for your classroom to be able to teach solution-focused skills to learning kindness in your family. Like I said, you can find that on my website or you can go straight down to the link below. I'll also leave a link for my affiliate partner, The Big Life Journal, that teaches resilience to our children in a practical, age-appropriate way. So don't forget to check that out. And if someone popped in your mind that could use this information, I give you full permission to share this episode with them. You could just simply uh, grab the URL where it says share and you can put it in your Facebook and your social media. You can shoot it off in a text, an email, whatever you'd like. But I challenge you to share this episode with someone that needs to hear it so we can be part of the solution. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.